This is Alopecia Life with your host, Deanne Graham. You'll hear interviews with specialists in their field and parents who are helping their child move through life while living with alopecia areata, along with conversations with alopecia rock stars who are making a difference. Alopecia Life is here to provide you with support, accurate information, inspiring stories, and life hacks to help you navigate the world of hair loss. Whether you've just been diagnosed or have had it for ages, Alopecia Life has been created to share all the information you may want or need to do alopecia your way. Welcome to episode 10 of Alopecia Life. I'm your host, Deanne Cran, and today our guest is Chris Healy of The Long Hairs. Chris and his business partner, Lindsay Bartow, have been in business since 2014. They offer hair ties for guys, and they were picked up by Mark Cuban, who made them an offer on Shark Tank. On Alopecia Life, we have a wide variety of guests, and today I'm here speaking with Chris about their charitable work with children with hair loss. They are doing amazing work. So please welcome Chris Healy. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I was really excited when I was came across your video for The Big Cut, and we can talk about that a little bit later. found it on the Children with Hair Loss website, and I didn't know anything about the long hairs, and I started to research you a little bit more and more, and I found that you were on Shark Tank. And can you tell us a little bit about that experience? We were, and I'm so happy that you found us. Children with Hair Loss is a dear partner. We are so very happy to support their efforts, and we interact with them often. We went to the charity ball last year. We're going again this year. Of course, the Great Cut and just lots of interactions, and we're really happy to be involved with them. Did appear on Shark Tank. It was pretty mm-hmm. fun out there. I bet. Wants to watch it's uh, season nine, episode sixteen. And well, if you don't know anything about the long hairs, then it's going to be funny to watch the episode, especially because we had all of the male sharks wearing wigs. Mm-hmm. But that was just part of our pitch because we are proprietors of hair ties for guys, finest hair ties in the world. But really, deep down, the long hairs is really much more about community and helping men become more confident men and really just trying to do the right thing, honestly, is what it all comes down to. But our flagship product is Hair Ties for Guys, and it's kind of the most conspicuous or funny sounding or punchy or funny, or is that really a thing? That's what we led with. We went through an open casting experience. That's how we got on the show. That was back in early 2017. It was a long casting experience, lots of rounds of cuts and Through everything, we made it to finally get a chance to pitch to the Sharks. And that was in late 2017. Just an incredible experience. It was one of the most (laughs) adrenaline-pumping opportunities we've ever had. We were we were very well prepared. We were really ready for the whole thing. And performance, we were very happy with. And we did get a deal with Mark Cuban. So he is a 20% owner of the long hairs. But we're still trying to get him to grow his hair out. Yeah. Out, that's a tougher sell than a 20% equity in our business. We aired on we aired in January of 2018 and that really gave us a chance to have a lot bigger exposure than we'd had up to that point. Really helped accelerate our path and people knowing about the long hairs and it's also given us a lot of credibility really though since Shark Tank that's when we've when it really starts. You know, that yeah. was a big achievement and it was a big deal but Once we went on the show, it was kind of like, okay, well, we got a long ways to go from here. And so we're in it. We're doing it. Right on. That's awesome. So I do have a question. Are they all like they seem on? Are they all really like that? 
In our experience, absolutely. I would tell you they're exactly like what you see on TV. <laughs> now, that was really the only exposure we had to the other sharks just while we were up there pitching. Mm-hmm. Mark, we've had more experience with uh, being involved with our business now, but I could tell you for sure that is the case about Mark. Very straightforward guy to the point, mm-hmm. uh, very fair, You know, good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. And I would say what you see on TV for all the sharks was very reflective of how we were treated uh, when we were on the show. We were fortunate. They were all very kind to us. You see some entrepreneurs getting crushed mm-hmm. up there. They were very kind and endearing and they had good advice for us. Obviously, not everyone offered us a deal, but mm-hmm. we were really thankful to be just up there and having a chance. And I think being humble while also being confident was really a big part of our success on the show. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it. And I think that's just extremely exciting to get started that way. Well, you had already been in business a few years before that, right? Yes, we had been. Okay, so this was kind of your a huge pivotal moment for you, though. It was. Well, our first year, we had just launched the long hairs, but we didn't have any products. The whole brand, <laughs> the whole concept, really everything, the fundamental core is content. We're content creators. Mm-hmm. We do blog posts and articles and tips and tutorials and videos on how to brush your hair and how to take care of it and braid it and style it for guys who are growing their hair long. Mm -hmm. And for the first year, that's all we did is publish content. So the long hairs was established as a brand, but we didn't launch any products for another year. And then from that point, it was about a year and a half or two years from the time that we, until we got to actually pitch and had that experience on the show. So really as a business, We'd only been generating revenue for a pretty fairly short amount of time, mm-hmm. uh, though we had, you know, kind of had the idea and had the brand off the ground for a little bit longer. Right. And a lot of my listeners right now are going to be like, why are we talking or listening to this guy with long hair? And hair what is <laughs> what does that have to do with us? And again, it kind of comes back to that great cut and how I discovered who you guys were and what you were doing to kind of extend your reach. But also, I read that you give a dollar of every sale to children with hair loss. And that was pretty awesome when I read that. And why don't we talk a little bit about how you started collaborating with them. That's right, we do. And children with hair loss, probably most of your audience is familiar already, but for anyone who might not be, they provide real quality hair replacements to kids with medically related hair loss. It could be alopecia and most of their kids are alopecia, but it could also be cancer victims or burn victims or any medical diagnosis, but Mm -hmm. they do provide the free wigs. And part of that is collecting hair donations. But then once the hair donations are collected, they also have to pay to have the hair manufactured into wigs that are custom made for every child recipient. Mm -hmm. So they're in need of hair and they're in need of financial support. We, as a business, from the very get-go, we wanted to have a a cause greater than just business, a, a greater purpose, which I would say we have in many different angles, but certainly a, a direct support angle. And there are lots of great causes out there. There are just limitless, really. But this is a cause where we felt where we were uniquely positioned to make an impact, both with hair and money, but also awareness with a community that we have that maybe 
a lot of our community wouldn't know about alopecia if it wasn't for our partnership with Children with Hair Loss. Mm -hmm. So we started off, it's been a little over two years, close to three years. We started partner, we approached Children with Hair Loss and we told them we were interested in partnering and they were extremely welcoming and have been since the very get-go. So we kick things off by we donate $1 from every order to children with hair loss. So every month we send them a check for the number of orders that we took. And then we also started participating with them at some of the hair shows in Chicago and Orlando. And then we went to the charity ball last November. And that was the first chance that we had to meet so many of the child recipients. We had met a few here and there. We'd met Michaela, Children with Hair Loss brand ambassador several times, but we hadn't met a whole group. And Mm -hmm. the charity ball was a really special experience, I think, for me and my partner, Lindsay Bartow. We got to meet the kids and the recipients and the whole Children with Hair Loss staff and all the volunteers and all the people that make it possible to provide these hair replacements to the kids. And mm-hmm. we just got a better sense for who these kids are and their families and what it means for them to get these hair replacements. So it was a really special experience. Yeah. In addition to donating financially, we wanted to do something with a little bit more impact, uh, both just kind of intrinsically, we wanted to do something but we also wanted to tie it into children with hair loss in this cause that we're supporting. So we came up with this crazy idea that we mm-hmm. would break the world record for the largest hair donation in history. <laughs> sure sounded fun when we first started talking about it a couple of years ago, but starts creeping a little bit closer and we had to start doing some planning and some actual legwork to get this thing going and figure mm-hmm. out well, what is the record and how are we going to do this thing. And Right. We did this event called The Great Cut. It was March 16th of 2019, earlier this year. And our stated goal was to break the Guinness World Record for the largest hair donation, which at the time when we registered was 190 pounds. And so we trying to figure out how are we going to do this thing? There were kind of two parts to it. One is there was an event in San Diego where people came and they cut their hair and donated it on the spot. But we didn't want to limit the event to only people who could come to San Diego. So we also offered a mail-in option where people could still participate by mailing their hair. Okay. So those were the two kind of main sources, but the event itself was the hallmark. It was an all-day event right there on the San Diego Bay. We had about 1,200 people throughout the course of the day, ran, I don't know, 16 or 20 hours. It was We had over 100 volunteer hair professionals, stylists, barbers from salons and barber shops come and do four-hour cutting shifts. We had somewhere about 30 cutting stations going throughout the course of the day with different volunteers subbing in and out for different shifts. We had over 100 volunteers doing everything from sweeping hair to making sure people were in the right places. And uh, we had food and music and vendors, live music all day, just a hair whipping, karate kicking, <laughs> record breaking charity event. Uh, the long story short is just about a month before this event, all the planning, the record was broken in Puerto Rico. And instead of 190 pounds, we now had to beat 338 pounds. We were crushed, but we rallied the team. I don't even know how we pulled it off, but through the mail in donations and the event itself, we raised 300. 39 pounds of hair, breaking the record by less than half a pound. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. Over 2,800 people cut their hair and donated it. Yeah, and that really shows you how 
hair does not weigh a lot. I mean, when you think oh. about 2,800 people's hair. Yes. <laughs> we were swimming in hair. There's an enormous volume of hair. It is extremely light. So to get one pound of hair could take, you know, four or five donors sometimes mm-hmm. or even more. Mm-hmm. Some people came in though with heavier hair. So took a lot of hair. Yeah. And I know from statistics, I don't, because I don't wear a wig, I don't know the particulars about it, but I know it takes somewhere beyond, I know it's more than five ponytails to make even a shoulder length wig, right? And probably more. So that really does show you how much men um, don't really dye their hair as as much as women. I mean, is that kind of a, a known fact? So you guys are probably considered virgin hair donors i mean oh mine definitely was yeah and your hair (laughs) i bet but all of the it wasn't just men who were donating though right it was men women children well children hair did not count towards the record but men and women equally cut and donated their hair although far more men because that's mostly our community Mm -hmm. but there were lots of just so many people it was incredible but yes Children with hair loss does accept hair even when it's dyed. But Mm -hmm. like you said, that virgin hair is what they really love because it makes just the best wigs. So most of the guys certainly who donated had never dyed their hair or processed or treated or anything like that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And so you guys have another great cut set for the future, right? I mean, you guys obviously have to grow your hair out again. So that's kind of a big deal. Yes. So... So I cut 16 inches off my hair. It was almost down to my waist when I cut it. I mean, my whole family came. My mom cut, my sister cut, my nieces, my cousin. Uh, my business partner, on the other hand, he shaved his head completely wow. and donated 24 inches of hair. Which, wow. I mean, you see a guy with hair almost down to his waist, and then he goes to a zero shave mm-hmm. on the top. It was He was scary, man. But... uh like I said, the families, everyone did it with it. We all did it together. Yeah. Yeah. And so now we are back. We are growing it back out. And we decided we just need a little break. So we're going to do it again in 2024, the Great Cut 2024. Hopefully, I don't know what's going to happen between now and then. Maybe Puerto Rico got word that the <laughs> record got broken and they're mounting another effort. I hope they are. I hope the record gets broken five more times. 2024, the champs are making a comeback. Yeah, that's awesome. So when you talked about a little bit when when Lindsay cut his hair, um, is that who you were talking about? Okay. It's kind of, can you maybe speak a little bit about identity crisis when that happens, when you take all of this time to grow your hair? Because I think that that will really speak to our listeners. It totally was. And I shouldn't have used the word scary. I say that because... (laughs) Lindsay is just a big guy, you know, and all of a sudden he's, uh, and he's still got the beard and everything. So, uh, maybe not the best choice of words to that point, the complete change of identity. I mean, he looked like a completely different person. Mm-hmm. And even me, uh, as much as I cut, I was walking around and no one recognized me. I right. kind of shaved also. So I looked a lot different, but people were not recognizing me. They certainly were not recognizing Lindsay. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is a big part of any person's identity, even more us because we're the long hairs and it's our brand and it's our whole thing, it's long mm-hmm. hair. But I think on a more personal level to me, I know that I look different and I had some coping with my identity after I cut 16 inches. You know, it was a, 
almost to my waist and I cut it to my shoulders. Still have hair. Mm-hmm. But I definitely still had a little identity conflict. Yeah. Or a, a, an identity change that I just had to grasp and kind of cope with. Mm-hmm. And how did you do that? I mean, I'm putting you on the spot. At the end of the day, I know who I am deep down. I know mm-hmm. who I am and what is important to me. I know what my values are. My family, I have a lot of people who love me and who I love. I have credible friends and people who we have enriched each other's lives. I have great achievements. Hopefully the best are yet to come. My hair, although it is a part of my visual identity, it is not who I am. And all those other things, my experiences, my family, my relationships, those are the things that my values, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. I love how you talk about community, even when you were talking about as you were cutting your hair, you did it all together and, and you're going, you're joining forces to kind of re regrow and, you know, continue this effort. And in 2024, you're going to do that all together. And I think the sense of community is really important to the alopecia community as well, knowing that we know there are people who look like us in the world. And I just want to say thank you so much for bringing more awareness to children with hair loss and all that they do, because I think the importance of, of what they do to provide those wigs for kids who are really needing it, you know, either whether it be a financial burden or just the fact that they, they need something to cover the hair that look most like their hair before it fell out. And I think that that's just fantastic. So thank you again for that. You know, it's really a joy for us to be able to do it. And in the other areas, whether you know, we also have a, a mission to help men inspire confidence in their masculinity and kind of find their way and also supporting this kind of a cause. Really, the long hairs, we intend to be more than just a business. We have deeper purposes and we, we want to be a business that does things right. And like I said earlier, we're uniquely positioned to support this cause. Mm-hmm. And so it brings us great joy and gratification to have a chance to do it. And then to work with people like children with hair loss and meet people like Michaela. I've met more people with alopecia in the past year than my entire life mm-hmm. up to that point. Just this past Sunday, my mom was in town here in San Diego and we linked back up with one of the families who was at the Great Cut. Stephanie and Jack and both of their kids have alopecia. Brielle, who is seven, and Frankie, who is 10. They were both at the Great Cut when we were cutting our hair and we had this incredible experience of linking up together. And now six months later, we just reconnected with them for the first time. Their hair is growing back. Both of them got to spend time with kids and hang out and have a slice of pizza. And my experience is people, whether you have alopecia or any something else that uh, affects your visual appearance or anything that's different, anything that's different, we are still all people and we're just all taking all the shots that life has to offer and trying to make the best of it. Yeah. What are some of the common misconceptions that people have when they look at a man, a grown man with long hair? What do you think people, what are the misconceptions? I'm just curious. That's a great question because that's kind of like the opposite or the juxtaposed to seeing women or girls with no hair. Mm-hmm. And it's a question that we field often over here at the Long Hairs Global Headquarters. I think all of this is diminishing over time. I think the stigma is going away. 
more than the other direction but there's a pretty common you know hippie slacker freak you know it's probably yeah it could be action <laughs> surf skateboard ski uh lump them into the action sports or the heavy metal or grunge mm. or a particular music category. could be in the band up oh, he's probably in the band probably in the band <laughs> that's a common one yeah uh one of them that you know maybe is more true is that well that guy is not an accountant probably, or he's not in a traditional career field where he would be restricted by his hair length. Mm-hmm. And that one still holds true in some, some sense because there are still a lot of jobs that you cannot apply for as a man if you have long hair. There are still some teeth in it for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, even worse, this is kind of side topic, but way worse is that all over the country right now, there are little boys who be, are being banned from attending school because they have long hair and they're being made to either cut it or in some cases they're made to sit in uh, individual class by themselves in a room or they're <laughs> not even allowed to come to school. That's ridiculous. Yeah. We have parents writing us in all the time telling us about this. Hmm. I can name, I have at least six examples right that I could pull up, you know, within the next couple of minutes of wow. parents whose kids are experiencing this. Some of them have been documented in the media. Mm-hmm. Some of them have not at all. And they've reached out to us saying, this is what's happening. Do you have any suggestions or advice? And anyway, it's a whole nother category. Long hair getting bullied, which is another thing. What if you have no hair, you get bullied. But if you have long hair, you get bullied. Mm-hmm. Like, you just, have to fall in the middle. Yeah, we just can't get it right. What the heck? <laughs> Yeah. Doesn't make sense, does it? Mm-mm, definitely not. We have even a little boy within our local children's alopecia project group that has a wig and it's a long haired wig. So he, and it, it looks super natural and he really? loves it. Yeah. Because before his hair fell out, it was shoulder length hair and, <laughs> and that's what he wanted back and it looks great. This so, is our guy. Yeah. Get this guy. <laughs> we got to link up with him. All right. Common theme though that, just if being different is really what, like I said, if you're a guy with long hair or if you're a little girl with no hair, mm-hmm. anywhere on the outer edges of the normal part of the spectrum mm-hmm. is where you're exposed to whatever, if it's bullying or if you can't apply for a certain job, kind of where we're at is, you know, everyone, yeah. everyone's different and it's okay to be different. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we just got to keep pushing that message. And, and I think that with what both of us are doing, we're, we're continuing to do that. So again, I, I love what you guys are doing. And um, I am super curious. I know that your name is also known as El Rubio. And then I've heard El, El Marino and all, all sorts of Els. Gustavo, who came up with those? And what is is it? politically correct to talk about on on this podcast definitely politically <laughs> correct and well if you ask me anyway i don't know someone <laughs> might say that it's not but i hope not it's all in really good fun yeah i don't even want to say good fun because some things do get put off as good fun which are not mm. actually cool but i would say mm. it's totally legit i've had blonde hair my whole life and even before i grew my hair long i would often have spanish speaking people call me el rubio Mm-hmm. the blonde guy, friends, family, you know, people who I've interacted with. And then when I grew my hair out for the first time, I was doing, I was traveling around the world and I was, I visited many Spanish speaking countries and my hair was getting longer and kind of blonder. And so multiple times I was, again, while traveling, people were calling me El Rubio. We started the long hairs and we started doing videos and we started building up this brand. And we started with just our regular names, Chris and Lindsay. 
which, mm-hmm. hey, I think they're pretty nice names. I like my <laughs> name. I think it sounds great. But addressing an audience and building a community, we were both in a fraternity also in college. Mm-hmm. And a frat- we, we loosely, kind of jokingly call the long hair as a global fraternity for men with long hair, kind of like an association. You know, we have a secret handshake and there's certain types of language we use, like long flow, long streaming manes and hair whips. And we have nicknames and so people had been calling me el rubio Lindsay has dark hair we started calling him el moreno mm-hmm. we just started saying it we didn't say anything about it we never explained it or described it or anything but over time people started writing in and making comments and stuff and signing off with their own l moniker and i mean probably hundreds of people have written in and they have their own l moniker mm-hmm. so i think it kind of and we never told anyone to do it. They just started coming up with their L names. And we just, it's hilarious. And it. It, it, I think it, it helps bring the community together. It's just one of those little things that make you feel part of the group. And mm-hmm. it does. Mm-hmm. Yep. Continuing to build community. That's fun. I love that. I love that story. Thank you for sharing that. And if people are interested in finding out more about you, where can they find you on social media? Uh, so please visit thelonghairs.us. That's our website uh, with all of our content, all of our products, really everything about the long hairs. You can find us on Instagram at the long hairs, as well as on Twitter. And if you go over to Facebook, you just probably search for the long hairs. I think it's actually Yo Long Hairs on Facebook, but you'll see our logo, the bound shears, as if to suggest don't cut it until the great cut, of course. And we'd love to meet you over there on any of those platforms. Awesome. Awesome. I will put all that information in the show notes and good luck with growing your hair out for 2024. I look forward to seeing another great cut. Could I share one more thought, Deanne? You bet. You know, all this stuff talking about, it's easier said than done for me, a guy who can grow his hair really long. I'm sure it's a lot harder if you are the person who actually has alopecia or whatever it may be but mm-hmm. you know I really the message for me is is true that if you if you know yourself and you're happy with yourself then that's that's really what is most important yeah so, i don't know easier said than done i, I realized uh, even so i hope there are some words of inspiration for anyone who's listening yeah and I think that that being able to recognize that and and being able to k- pass it on is is really the biggest part of this right i mean we have we are all so fortunate in different ways, and we can offer solutions to people who don't have the same advantages as us. I think that what you're doing is just is just great, and like I said, recognizing that is is really important, and I appreciate you saying that so thank you. Well, heck yeah. Super happy that we connected and you reached out. Really uh, pumped to be on the show. Right on. And hopefully we'll get a chance to have you on our show next time. To find out more about Chris Healy, Lindsay Bartow, and the Longhairs and their charitable work with children with hair loss, go to our show notes and look for all the social media links that are provided there. Thank you again for being with us. Thank you for listening. Join our Alopecia Life Facebook group and find out more information at headonlifecoaching.com. The information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment and is meant for general information purposes only. If you're enjoying these episodes and finding the tips helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to and download podcasts.